All right, everybody, welcome back to the Philosopher Change podcast on its super hiatus. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm not trying to stop. So we got the weekly questions thread happening today. That's what's that's what that's uh that's what's happening today. I wish I should plan ahead for these things. All right. So without further ado, as they like to say in wherever, uh, let's ask the first question here or read it in whatever. It's too early for this. All right. So hypothetically speaking, let's say you were hanging out with a hypothetical bro who, while squatting, felt their underwear rip. If they were looking for brands, which hypothetically wouldn't split? Like Cold War Germany, which brand would you recommend? Asking for my bro. What kind of underwear to get? Um, if your underwear is always splitting, then you might be doing something really wrong or really right. Who knows? Maybe. Right? Maybe you're too tight. Um, getting a bigger underwear. I mean, how are you trying to um, cut off the blood flow or whatever, you know, like they do with the, instead of the ring, you know, it's a whole pelvis ring type of deal with underwear sealing off. Yeah. Get, get bigger, big, bigger underwear or get some boxer shorts. Um, I'd recommend uh, literally any brand. It don't matter. Just find the one that feels good on your skin. Um, if I was sponsored by somebody, I'd recommend them, obviously. All right. Next question. I am F73 female 73 and I have lost 50 pounds. My waist ratio is 5.15. I don't know what that means with a BMI of 27. So I feel okay with my body stats for my age. I am however, quite unfit and weak. I bought a resistance bands doing that every other day with Meredith or Brad and Bob and YouTube. I eat 120 grams of protein a day and also walk 2k steps. What else would folks recommend? Thanks. Um, you're doing a great job and you're also very old, unfortunately for you. Well, not unfortunately for you, you made it this far. Congratulations. So that is a, you're doing this perfect. You're, you're eating the right food. You are walking, getting cardio in, and you're doing resistance training. So I don't know how long you've been doing this for. It doesn't say, but I would keep going with that. And I would keep trying to make it harder as you go. And that's going to be the key thing is some progressive overload. Cause what's difficult for you right now, um, should be pretty easy for you later on, if that makes sense. You want to get harder and harder and harder, right? That's what you're trying to do because that's what's going to make sure that you don't die at the age of 74, which we all hope you make it to 120 because that's pretty close to a world record, all right? And if you can squat 500 pounds at 120, then boom, you're in it. All right, next question. What happens once you've made it? I'm not looking to become incredibly strong, compete, be a bodybuilder. When I reach the size I'm looking to reach, what comes next? Over the last five months, I've been diligently following a few PPL programs, progressively overloading. But once I'm where I want to be, I'd imagine I'll just continue t keeping tabs on my nutrition and lifting cardio because I really enjoy it and the results and I want to preserve what I've, what I'll have worked at hard at. And while I still need to aim for new PRs in order to maintain, or get to the point where you just maintain a routine, either gaining or losing muscle. Um, that depends on the person, like largely. Some people will hit their goal and then they'll make another goal and they hit that goal and they just keep going and going and going um, until they feel like they can no longer progress or they lose interest in progressing, which, um, which happens. Other people just get the body, snap the picture, then just go back to being whatever. Um, it's just, it's com completely up to you. It, no one can tell you what you should be doing <laughs> with your with your body. That's not fair. Um, as far as like 
goal wise, you know, if you're healthy. Um, so what I would just, you have to get to get to that point. I mean, this person isn't there yet, obviously. So once you get to that point, then figure it out from there. You know, I mean, you think that here's a problem. You think that you're going to be like, Oh, you know, once I get a six pack and some good looking arms and chest or whatever, or once I hit this, you know, four or five squat, or once I do this 500 deadlift, or once I do this, you know, hundred pound bench press or whatever your goal is that, uh, that's it. I, I will have made it, but that will change when you get there. You know, there's a, it's a huge difference. Like thinking so far ahead is so difficult, right? When you're thinking about a goal that you might hit in like six months, that's a really hard thing to grasp. It really is um, almost impossible. So you just have to get there and then you have to see how you feel once you are there. And then you just kind of go with that feeling. I mean, I've done a million different things, you know, once hitting a goal or not hitting a goal. It's just a uh, part of the process. So just be, be happy that you'll be surprised once, once you feel like you've hit the hit what you're after. Okay. Next one. What do you mix protein powder with? Is it just water? Gross. I would assume so, but that's such a dumb question. Even Google doesn't help with giving recipes for smoothies. Oh, smoothies and protein shakes are kind of different things. Smoothies are going to have like, uh, they're way thicker right? They're thick. And, um, yeah, they're going to be a little bit thicker. So typically what I just do is mix it with whole milk and you can mix it with skim milk. If you like disgusting things or water, if you're a masochist and you hate yourself and everybody else around you and you probably want to commit genocide, um, water is fine. Or you can mix it with some cool stuff like uh, yogurt and oatmeal and you know, whatever the heck else, uh, you know, pistachio milk and, um, what else is a good one? Uh, steak fats or, you know, whatever, you know, you, you could literally do anything you want with it. It's food. It's food. But if you want it to be good, um, whole milk, that's my recommendation because then it tastes like chocolate milk. <laughs> Let's see. Next one here. I've been working out a lot and consuming a lot of protein. My weight in kilogram doubled the number of grams I consume in protein. My calorie intake though remains low as I'm trying to lose fat. So I'm about 78 kilograms, which means a minimum daily protein intake is at 156. Um, that's high. My calorie intake is usually around 1800. Despite being hungry a lot, having a walking commute and working out every day, I'm getting slimmer. Muscles are getting more defined. Seem to be growing. I'm definitely getting stronger. Okay. But my question is this, can I actually achieve muscle growth on a calorie deficit while working out and consuming a lot of protein or is it just in my head that my muscles are, are growing? I'm just seeing this becoming more defined due to fat loss, confusing that with muscle growth. Uh, yeah, you can gain muscle while on a deficit. It's not as easy. You have to be a little more strict about it, but it's definitely possible. And if you're doing it, I mean, here's the thing. Like, yes, it can happen. It's easier if you're eating more calories, but also it's like, if you're liking your results, who gives a shit, right? If you're like, oh, I'm looking good. I mean, this is kind of like the, the whole, the booty discussion, right? It's like, it's not about just size. It's also the shape. And with muscles, it's also the shape and definition makes a, makes a huge difference, right? like um, a 15 inch bicep at 10% body fat, it's gonna look a thousand times better than a 
18 inch bicep at 20% body fat, right? It's going to look, it's going to look bigger, right? Fellas, fellas, fellas. Okay. Next question. Out of curiosity, say you hypothetically always eat at absolute perfect maintenance at workout with a routine like 531. Will you notice any changes? What? <laughs> oh, okay. If you ate exactly the right amount of calories. Okay. Silly hypothetical questions. Um, yeah. 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 Your body has to adapt to what you're doing to it. Um, if we can gain muscle on deficit, we can definitely gain on a maintenance and your body will adapt because that's what it's meant to do. I mean, that's, that's what it, that's what it do. That's what it does. Okay. Not to mention your maintenance will be changing as you get more muscles. So you got to remember that part, but hypotheticals, meh, meh, probably almost impossible to know exactly what it, what your maintenance is supposed to be without a lot of, um, whatchamacallit, experimentation, fellas, fellas, how can I measure my body fat? Is there a certain way? Yes. And they all kind of suck. Um, I say that you get the calipers, you get scans, you've got, um, those, those, uh, what are they called? The scales there that measure your, <clears throat> the resistance in your body. That's, um, whatever method you use, it's just kind of like a, here's kind of a range and they're all over the fucking place. And I would say that they're almost all like, in, like incomplete accurate. Like I've seen some Go look at some of the shit up for like the DEXA scan is supposed to be the best one. But if you go look at people who've taken them, um, go look up like YouTube weird DEXA scans or whatever, or false DEXA scans. And you'll see sometimes they get all over the place. They're, they're not, it's not an exact science. Probably the best way is to have a personal trainer or a doctor just kind of like take the calipers and measure you and just kind of give you an idea of like, Oh, I, th I think you're, you know, 15, 17%, or I think you're 20, 20, 22%. You know, I think you're 40 to 90% body fat, something like that. Um, or just take a picture of yourself and show it to the, um, any fitness forum. They give you a, honestly, it sounds like, Oh my God, I want to do that. But it, you get a pretty good estimate based off that just because there's so many people out there that obsessively track this sort of thing that they'll have an idea of what it looks like when fat sitting on you. You can also look up like what body fat looks like on certain body types and you can see it that way. That's a really good way of doing it. Uh, just to get an idea. I mean, I wouldn't obsess over that number. It's, it's such a silly number to obsess over. You'd, you'd want to just like, uh, if you were like, and the most I've ever done is like the scale of the resistance or whatever. And it tells you, is uh like i'll just watch that one specific number and you know see what happens to it after like a month or two or three or whatever just to make sure that you know if you're on a deficit and you're purposely trying to lose body fat just to see what happens you know if you can go down a couple of points kind of interesting uh let's see ba -ba -ba -ba, ba -ba 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 -ba. okay are a couple of up to 40 kilogram adjustable dumbbells plus a bench, a good long-term home gym setup. It's unlikely I'll stop blue balling with COVID lockdowns for at least another year. So I want to make sure it's worthwhile investment and that I don't feel bad about missing out on gains. I'd also like to know what the upper limit of natural lifts are, dumbbell bench press, shoulder press, rows. If no exercise can reasonably reach 40 kilograms, then I can cheap out a bit. Yeah, what's the alternative? There isn't one. 
So yeah, something's always better than nothing, right? If you were to pick up a couple of cereal boxes and bam, and just, you know, do some flies with that, that would be better than not doing that. So yeah, and up to 80 pounds, that's, you get a good workout that way. Really good workout. If they go up to 80, yeah, that would be really good. I would love to have that in my house. I mean, that sounds really expensive, but super cool. Do it, do it, do it. Don't be a pussy, do it. Do set patterns actually matter? Everyone says that 312, 410, etc. are the 312, 412 are better for size than lower rep strength or work 555, for example. Is that true? Because surely the more you lift the muscle, muscle you have. Okay, that was a hard one to read. Do rep ranges matter? Yes. Yes, they do. They do different things where we're talking cardio hypertrophy or strength gaining and cardio 20 plus reps, hypertrophy eight to 12 strength gaining five or less. So that's just what seems to work best for everybody. That's trying to do those very specific things. If you talk to people who do cardio or who are bodybuilders or who are power lifters, those are the rep ranges that they use. And I'm just guessing that the people who are the best in the world probably have a pretty good idea of what they're doing and it's safe to trust them. So just trust them. It's okay to trust again. She can't hurt you anymore. All right, next question. I've been back in the gym and kitchen working on my fitness for about a month now. Congratulations. I'm running a deficit right now and I'm used to weight fluctuations during a cut. At what point do you call it and say my weight loss has stalled and it's time to try something different to break through? Five days, one to two days, one pandemic. Um, how long do you wait? <sighs> that depends. Uh, depends how, like, you need to know how big your fluctuations are. Like, if you're massive, your fluctuations are going to be pretty massive. I would say, I would say maybe a a week or two, you know, if I'm, if you can not gain, if you're trying to lose and you can not gain for a couple of weeks, that's pretty good. You consider that a win. Uh, if you're not losing though, like one week could be, I mean, that could be a fluke, but two is probably a pretty good indication that something's not quite right. And you need to maybe go a little bit harder. So I would say one, maybe um, and two at the most, just so you don't get off track. You know, you don't want to, you don't want all your progress to just get stonewalled. And then you just feel like, oh, fuck it. Who cares? I'm not even losing any weight. What does it matter? I might as well eat an entire extra large pizza to myself. Yeah. You don't need that. All right. Next question here. I'm not the greatest. I'm not the greatest sleeper. I sleep maybe six to seven hours, eight. If I'm lucky, that's really good. You fucking stop bragging, dude. So then I read. When resistance training, eight or eight or nine hours of sleep is best for gains. Is this true? How many of you get this much sleep? Can you attest to sleep being a part of your success? Yeah, sleep is very important. Coming from a person who does not get a lot of sleep, um, it makes a huge difference and you should definitely be doing it. But you seem to be getting quite a bit. So I wouldn't really be stressed out too much about it. But yeah, sleep is when your body can repair itself better. So you definitely want to make sure that you're getting that in. Like, the, like living your best life definitely includes like the staples of diet, exercise, and sleep. Those are the three. Those are the, uh, that's the Triforce baby. You understand? Can I replace overhead press with Arnold press completely? I like doing Arnold press more. Yeah, dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
You can toss them in the air and catch them in your mouth and your butt cheeks if you wanted to. Who can stop you? But yeah, for the muscle group, yeah, sure. Arnold knows what he's doing. Look at the size of that guy's fucking shoulders, man. Stick a little, you know, a little needle in your butt and then go crazy. Okay, do I have to drink more water than usual if I take in creatine? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. Oh, that's what it's going to be advised anyway that you do that. But um, what does that even mean? Just if you, when you're thirsty, you drink. That's all. And water, not soda. What's the difference between doing more reps with less weight or less reps with more weight? Is it pros, cons kind of choice? Better option by default? Dude, people have written research papers about this topic, but we just already just kind of discussed this about uh, rep ranges and weight. And the idea being that it's just as difficult for each set. Can I increase workload, e.g. more sets, more exercises when I'm cutting with detrimental effects? If any, will this have? It might be more difficult to recover, potentially, if you're going to add a more workload. But you also might be fine. Uh, there's a whole thing with about being on deficits and like being at like peak human fucking ability. So, <laughs> I mean, that's how people live. Supposedly, that's how people live longer and perform better. Um you know, it's like when you eat and you're just, uh, and you just slow right on down. Um, that's a real thing that happens. So yeah, I mean, you can just go for it. Either you'll be able to do it or you won't. Uh, you'll find out kind of like the next day when you feel like absolute dog shit sitting in bed. Um, that's when you'll know for sure. For sure. Let's see. Last question we're going to do here. Has anyone here achieved good strength size results without following an existing program? Yeah, sure. Obviously, right? People can do it. It's just uh, making things more difficult than it has to be. That's all it's doing. I mean, the program is there for a reason. It's just someone who's way smarter than any of us figured out a cheat code to get to where we're all trying to go. So it probably makes sense to follow them. That's like going to the, it's like when you go to the mechanic because your car doesn't start and they're like, oh, it needs a, it needs a starter. And you're like, dude, I'm just going to toss a battery in this bitch and see what happens. Now, now you just have a car that just doesn't work. Okay. You don't want that. They don't want that. Um, nobody wants that. Right. Okay. And that's going to make you late for work again. And you're probably going to get fired. And now you know your wife's going to leave you because this is the fourth job you've lost because you keep throwing batteries in cars where you should be putting starters in. Okay. Anyway, that's the podcast for today. That's it. That's all we got. So enjoy the rest of your week, month, year. And that's it. After the end of this year, you stop enjoying it. Okay. All right. Peace out.